MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you in. Hope you're having a nice week. We got to the end of it. February 2nd is a Friday here on the program. So by my math, we're getting there. We're pacing ourselves, but we're going to get there eventually. We're nine days out from Super Bowl 58. We're going to get there. We've got a jam-packed three hours for you to get you through your Friday. Just quickly on the number. So San Francisco, Kansas City. Remember, yesterday, everybody was sitting two with San Francisco laying it. Same thing. Now, just a slight change in the juice over at DraftKings, but I'll lay it out for you. So yesterday, San Francisco was minus two at DraftKings, minus 112. So the indication was we were headed upwards, potentially to two and a half. Now we've dipped through the standard vigorous, standard tax of 110 down to 108. So potentially headed the other way with San Francisco laying two right now. 47 and a half on the total was 47 and a half yesterday. However, 118 on the juice, so could be headed to 48 as far as the over-under. Let's say hi to the boys live downtown Las Vegas at the D, of course. Amal Shaw, how are we feeling? Feeling pretty good. I'm a little bit surprised by the move on this number right now. You mentioned the minus 120, 118, but uh, we'll see where it continues to go, and it'll be interesting. I think you'll see some heavy movement probably starting sometime around Tuesday of next week. And we're going to have a jam-packed show next week. The big guy already booking, Dustin Sweetelson, already booking for next week here on Sharp Money. I know it's going swimmingly. How are we doing? Uh, I don't want you guys to hate me with what's about to come out of my mouth. I want you to, like, just control your emotions. I'm very inclined to take the 49ers in this game. I think they're going to get it done. Gonna quote get it done. What is what what is what is this? What is the summation here? Gonna quote get it done. I That's think an interesting they're gonna way to figure it out, and maybe maybe by doing so, 
maybe by taking down Kansas City, we could get a nice little rivalry going and they can trade back and forth to the Super Bowl a few more times here. I think there's a lot of people saying, well, if I'm going to have Andy Reid and I'm going to get Patrick Mahomes and you're going to give me a couple points or I can get plus money on the money line, I have to take it. And I think everyone is thinking that way. And I think the 49ers learned their lesson from last time and they're going to find a way to win. You think everyone's clamoring for a third version of this since we're not excited about this one already? Well, no, but I think a third version then would allow you to then back Kansas City again because they would come you back mean better. 2000, you mean 2019, the last time we saw this matchup when the Chiefs won 31-20 at one point in the game? Weren't the 49ers and your boy King Kyle up 10 points in that Super Bowl and just absolutely threw it up? What's going to change here, big guy? As you said, they're going to get it done. People learn. People change. People grow. Hmm. See, may not look like it, but I go to the gym now, guys. And one thing about building muscle I learned is you have to break down muscle in order to build it back stronger. The San Francisco 49ers had to fall apart in that Super Bowl to build back stronger. They've come back stronger. This team is completely loaded. They're very aware of what went wrong last time. They're not going to let them. Did you see what they did to your Detroit Lions? Did you see how they figured things out in a half? They will be fine against Kansas City because Kansas City can't score with them. Well, Kyle Shanahan didn't learn anything from that Super Bowl because the of the first half against the Green Bay Packers with another version of Jimmy G 2.0 and Brock Purdy. He chose to try and run the clock out. Well, where are the Packers now? And where's King Kyle? King Kyle's on his throne, about to get a ring. Dustin, if you just peek over your right shoulder, there's a whole bunch of straws. If you can reach or kind of grasp for some of those straws, you can grab them. It's right there, Bar Canada, as you open the show grasping. It's a cute way to open it, but uh, <laughs> no, anyway, if you don't mind, we'll get back to regular, uh, you know, what's going on here, because you started with your slow soliloquy into, quote, I think they're going to get it done. Now, you're not going to make an official Super Bowl 58 prediction on no. the Friday. No, no, before, no. no. Okay. No, I'm, that I'm means just... he's going to flip. I just want to warn everybody, he's going to flip. He's going to go Kansas City. I know the big guy. There's too many people talking about it's Patrick Mahomes and the points. Of course, I have to take it. No, you don't. You don't. You don't because San Francisco's actually better. It's going to be the fourth Super Bowl appearance for the Chiefs in five seasons. This has happened three times in total now. Do you know the other two fellas? Just a little trivia to get us started here. Say that again. Fourth Super Bowl appearance in five seasons. Two other teams have done it outside of the Chiefs. Well, the Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. That's correct. The Chiefs are looking to go back to back for the first time since, fellas, anyone, anyone? The Denver Broncos. Mm, Does he want to take a stab? New England. New England is the answer. 0304, 20 years ago. And we talked about the 20 year anniversary of Janet Jackson's situation. (laughs) And that is the last time we saw a team go back to back. So it does fit your little narrative of the 49ers, quote, getting it done this year because we don't generally see teams go back to back, big guy. I prefer belly to belly. Belly to belly. Back. Oh, now we it's been fun on the program to discuss the eight job openings. And I was melancholy this morning when I woke up and realized <laughs> there isn't a job opening left in the NFL. All eight have been filled. Uh, however, yesterday and I would think most believe the home run hire of the offseason was the Los Angeles Chargers. And you have to give the Spanos family some credit because the Spanos family have always been talked about akin to what's happening with Mark Davis and the Raiders. They're 
broke amongst the 32. They don't have any money. They're searching through their couch cushions for some spare change. And then they turn around and give Jim Harbaugh, what, 15, 17 million per to coach the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Jim Harbaugh had his introductory press conference yesterday. And here's what we love about Jim Harbaugh. He, he's a freaking weirdo. Like he's a reverent. He's a total character. He's one of one. He's odd. You can keep on going with the explainers when it comes to Harbaugh, but he didn't, he lived up to expectations because yesterday when he gave his opening presser, he was giving movie quotes from Shawshank. Apparently at the end of the movie, somebody looks up at the sky, never seen it. That's why nobody, uh, I, I know them all. You like movie quotes, movie quotes work for about 20% of the population. Cause the 80% probably have no clue what you're referencing. And then he said, I am the storm. Now I don't know who I know. Tom Cruise said it. Cause I saw the video today. I'm all, you're the movie guy. What is, I am the storm in reference to that Jim Harbaugh busted out during his intro. I am not sure with that one in terms of, I am the storm. Dustin. I'm literally delivery man. Is that a movie with Ethan Hunt? <laughs> that is that sums up Jim Harbaugh. He was quoting <laughs> movies. And then he also said he was going to he's so obsessed with ball. And this I do believe him. He said he was going to live in an RV park down by the river next to where the Chargers practice so he could get the practice quicker that I wouldn't put past him. Now, I know he's married with children and he met his wife in a P.F. Chang's parking lot. But if my man posted up in a trailer like my family circa 1982, I would not be surprised. Right? No. I, yeah. Live I, I live in the RV in the stadium parking lot. Make his life more efficient. Shower at the stadium in the locker room. I don't think he showers. <laughs> you don't. I don't think, you don't I think he showers. Dude, he's not, and we support Zen on this network because they used to sponsor us and we'll welcome you back. He does not support Zen. He goes straight shoe. Oh, he yeah. always looks sloppy. He doesn't care about his appearance. Aesthetic is not his thing. He's got the, the you know, the tucked in khakis. jersey shirt into the khakis. He does not care. He does not shower. And then he said something that I think Amal and Dustin, you will get a big kick out of. He was on with Colin Cowherd today and he said he believes J.J. McCarthy, the Michigan court quarterback now he's got some biases here he believes jj mccarthy will be wait for it the first quarterback off the board in the draft this spring so i don't know if you have a reaction i'll just leave that up to you too uh well first of all he was sober he, well, he only drinks. No he drinks. You don't have to drink when you're that weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's always running on a two beer buzz. Yeah, uh, I would say that's what you guys were saying to me yesterday after the no frosty statement. I would say in in the in the realm of saying the craziest things that Jim Harbaugh could say. Sports only. Keeping it to sports only, that is the craziest thing someone who knows football could say. I'm sorry. To watch J.J. McCarthy and to watch Caleb Williams and to think that there is a universe where the McCarthy version is better than the Caleb Williams version is a crazy thing to say. I know what he's doing. He's selling his player. We all know that. But my point is to be a football guy and to outwardly let it come out of your mouth is insanity. I, I don't disagree. Look, we all agree J.J. McCarthy is not as good as he's projected to be. I saw a pre-draft mock it said he was going around 15th to the Raiders 
I will say one thing, though, extremely positive about J.J. McCarthy, based on every interview and everything I've seen throughout the course of the season, his teammates genuinely seem to like yep. him and have an affinity for him. And I think the one thing we talk about, and I think you look at certain guys that are leaders, you got to give Mahomes credit for the superstar that he is. He's got Andy Reid. He's got Travis Kelsey in these commercials with him. He seems like a guy that his players like. And we had, I forgot somebody from Kansas City last week talked about. He does every media obligation, local and national. I mean, seems like a great guy. I have a question. Because to me, J.J. McCarthy reminds me a lot of a guy playing in the Super Bowl and Brock Purdy. I think they kind of have a similar skill set. J.J. McCarthy, first-round quarterback, that's what it looks like it's going to be. Going back, Brock Purdy, you would both take him in the first round, right? You're saying McCarthy and Purdy remind you of each other. Yeah. There's an athleticism. I think J.J. is way more athletic. Yeah. I don't know, pretty I don't know if I love that ago. comp. But don't you're you're not you're not allowed to get mad at us. Don't make mistakes. But I don't know if I agree with that comp. Well, look you got, I said you're not allowed to get mad at me for saying I was taking the Niners, and you did get mad at me. So why would I listen to you? No, because no, 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 no. Because you that is 400 pounds of shtick sitting next to Amal Shaw. Mm. You will flip by the time the Super Bowl comes around, and that's what makes you a good broadcaster. You lied out of your big teeth. You to start just the program. lied. You just lied. 371 pounds. <laughs> okay, <laughs> pardon me. Maybe keep that to yourself the next time. Uh, here, here's here's what we're going to do. Dustin's broken down over the last like 20 Super Bowls where the quarterback was drafted that was starting in the Super Bowl. So we're going to come back because, you know, Mr. Relevant and Purdy Comp, I think it's interesting. You're going to hear from Jim Harbaugh at his intro presser because it's better coming out of his mouth than it is coming out of my mouth. And then Jed York said something fascinating that Kyle, Shan excuse me, King Kyle had said to him during the offseason. You're going to hear exactly what he said. And speaking of J.J. McCarthy, I got a little free roll for you. Yes, you coming back. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and guess what so are we just in case you forgot i'm tori deal i'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion and i'm anisa ferrer and i've been gracing your screens for the last two decades i am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star and speaking of all-stars all-stars four is finally here i'm gonna be honest i literally thought this day was never going to come well the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players redemption seekers and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, hour two here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson. We're nine days out from Super Bowl 58. Two is the number. San Francisco's laying it 47 and a half on the total. We'll take uh, our buddy Alex Noops Christensen on the program right now. Love Noops. Hoops with Noops over at FTN. You want to check out the show at underscore Noops on Twitter. He's got first touchdown score for us, some odds and also some NBA as well. Hi, Noops. Nice to see you. Let's start with the NBA because I bet a game that you're on early today and the number's gone in our direction. So Orlando's at Minnesota, a bit of a revenge spot, Noops, for the Magic here. They're getting healthy. It was eight and a half with Orlando catching it at Minnesota earlier. Now it's dipped all the way down to six and a half. Yeah, I think it's a, just a really interesting matchup of old school NBA basketball. This is one of the lowest totals that we've seen just about all season. Just double checking right now, it's 213 up from 211, which in a year where we've seen totals in the 150s, 160s is amazing. It's two really good defensive teams, teams full of long, athletic, smart defenders. And the game, I think, kind of turns in one place. The Atlanta Magic are the second best team in the NBA at turning their opponents over, generating turnovers, getting into the fast break and scoring. Minnesota is one of the five worst teams in the NBA of terms of turning it over to their opponent. I look at these, they're very close teams. Minnesota's a little more talented, but I had this one closer to four, so I was happy to grab eight. Again, it started to drop down. We're looking at six and a half, which is probably just about where I draw the line. Maybe cross your fingers and hope it bounces back to seven, but I like the magic tonight. Alex, uh, Sacramento goes to Indiana, taking on the Pacers here. Return for DeMontis Sabonis back to his old home there. They are laying three on the road here. Tell us which side you like and why. Yeah, I like the dog here, and it's tough to back the Sacramento Kings on the road, but long before the Indiana Pacers were showing us what pace meant, what shooting a lot of threes and not playing a lot of defense meant, the Sacramento Kings had been doing it for years. It's just kind of two versions of the same team. Indiana, this is a really tough spot for them tonight. It's the second night of a back-to-back. They have injuries all over the roster. Miles Turner is questionable. Jalen Smith is questionable. Those are their only two real centers. Now, you maybe don't need a center against Sacramento tonight, but it's just tough to be missing that many players. Halliburton listed as questionable. He did play last night with a minutes limit. If he does play tonight, again, going to be that same 22 minutes that they've limited to in the first games, but I think there's a chance he doesn't play tonight. It just seems like a really messy spot for Indiana going against a team in Sacramento again that matches up very well. They're happy to play the same kind of basketball that Indiana wants to play, and I think they can do it better. De'Aaron Fox, one of the fastest guards in the league, a great shooter, should have a really good night tonight. And Sabonis, as you mentioned, going back to Indiana, always does well there and should again tonight. So love the matchup. Like the Sacramento Kings, minus three, even if this gets to four, which I'm starting to see some three and a half fours, that's fine too. I make this seven. 
Yeah, Alex, oh, it's a wow. great, as you mentioned, advantageous schedule spot for the Kings. And I told the, the Halliburton question is huge here, right? Because I totally agree. I, I think there's a chance he doesn't play. He's come back from injury, played 22 minutes, and then 22 minutes again last night. So even if he does play, you're not getting, obviously, 100% Halliburton, the Kings, uh, in a revenge spot. Totally agree. Now, Let's go to Dustin on this. Dustin just texted me a question he wants me to ask, but I'll let him do the favor because it's all about his future ticket with Jalen Brunson, big guy. What do you got? Well, Noobs knows this. Like when you bet these futures, you just want them to feel real for a minute. And like a couple weeks ago, I bet 125 to one on Jalen Brunson MVP. Followed it up a couple days ago, bet 150 to one. My buddy texted me yesterday. Hey, I'm seeing an offshore book has 300 to one. I don't touch it. The book I bet with here had 90 to one. I was like, yeah, let's see how tonight goes. Well, last night happens, noops. And now I've seen him dropped all the way to 50 to one on DraftKings, some other places, 30 to one. What do you make of the narrative and the case for Jalen Brunson to get into this MVP conversation? So Dustin, I'm trying to think of a way to answer this positively because <laughs> you started with the question or the thought that you wanted these tickets to feel like they're real and it's a lot of fun, but let's take a step back and think about kind of that odds move. Again, about 100 to 1 before the game yesterday, now down to 60, 50 to 1. It sounds like a big move, but it's really not. 100 to 1, you're looking at about a 1% chance, about a 1% break-even probability. 50 to 1, it's still only 2%. Now, again, it's twice of 1, but you're still only at 2%. There's just a really, really small percentage chance that he wins. I think that you did a good job. You got a nice number. You'll have some equity, but unfortunately, I don't think you'll be cashing that ticket. It's a really small race. MVP is one of my favorite awards in any sports because it generally goes to great players who have great seasons, and uh, Brunson just is not quite in the same category of guys like Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and maybe even Shane Gilgis Alexander. Dustin, I heard you laughing when Noops said he doesn't love the ticket. Now, you're not allowed to be cool to the guests when they disagree with you and then get mad at me in a mall when we disagree with you. But so could you like would you like to explain yourself here? Well, I thought he was going to like hit me with a little bit more that the ticket could have a chance, but he absolutely crushed it. And I was going to be annoyed at him, but then he said Giannis's last name better than I could ever attempt to say it. So I have to give him the respect and just say, all right, my Brunson ticket's not going to be alive very much longer. So it was a good, like, I don't know, three hour run for me today. Okay, well, let's do this. Let's go to the MVP market, Alex, and Jokic is 140. So I believe last week he was plus 250 at DraftKings. He's minus 140. You mentioned SGA, OKC, plus 275. Luka's five and a half to one. Giannis, seven. And you got to keep searching for Embiid because he's not going to play the limit. He's got to get to a certain amount of games, 65, I believe it is. Yeah, he's got to get to 65 games. I think if he plays in their next game, there's still only two or three games he can miss for the rest of the year. You just kind of have to cross him off your list. Uh, apologies to anybody that got a great number on him. And it's one of those situations where uh, it's going to be tough and everyone's going to talk for years about how great of a season he had, but Jokic was MVP. And uh, when I look at this list, it, it's a very, very small list. I think Jokic deserves to be the favorite. Maybe she even be a little bit of a more of a favorite. Uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander, I understand why he's second. I think maybe that's 
speaks to more some of the liability sports books might have from his number being bet just about all season. But when I look at it, it's really three guys to me, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I think Jokic is a big favorite, but if you don't have any Doncic, if you don't have any Giannis, I think those two are worth bets. They're just, you put the two together, they are, have the statistical profile. They're taking teams that look a little flawed and kind of making them into something better. So if the Bucks can push up to a top two seed in the East, if Dallas can push up into a top three or four seed in the West, it's going to be very live for a group of voters that are probably just a little bored and fatigued of voting for Jokic. So it's kind of a three-man race for me. Noops, let's go to the uh, prop market here in the Super Bowl. You've got the first TD. You got a bunch of guys here as options. Kittle's t- uh, Kittle ten to one. Mahomes twenty to one. MBS thirty to one. Uh, Purdy thirty three to one here. Yeah, it's a really fun market. I love handicapping first touchdown score. It's a really a lot of fun. I think we only had one game this year without a touchdown if we had any. So uh, you get through. It's, you know, a lot of people like to have that menu of touchdown betters, but I think there is a little more value if you can come down here and start to look. And when you're in high profile games like this, it, it things get a little tighter. You know, uh, the market has done a good job. They know McCaffrey, Pacheco, and Kelsey. Those are your three favorites, and that absolutely makes sense. Your next couple guys, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Again, that makes sense to me there. But I start with George Kittle. I think that he's his odds should be a little closer to Kelsey's for what he does for the 49ers, for the way that they're going to want to attack this Kansas City defense. I expect him to have a big game. I'll probably be betting him to score a touchdown. You try to use him in any sort of DFS lineups. Really like the matchup for them. Uh, him and at 10 to 1, 11 to 1, you can find on him. I think that's a great bet. And then going a little further down the list, guys like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he has scored a touchdown, I think, in all but one Super Bowl. He's played in um, runs around a lot does a lot for this team and I think again when you get to these games you want to try to think of a little more outlier scenarios teams have had two weeks to plan the San Francisco 49ers know that it's going to be something to Kelsey Um, you know maybe a jet sweep to Rasheed Rice stuff like that they're prepared for that what they might not be prepared for is Mahomes rolling out what they might not be prepared for is somebody like Marquez Valdez Scantling going long somebody who's been on the field second most snaps of any Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver last week and the last couple weeks combined He's getting targets in the red zone. He's 30 to one. Um, And then again, Brock Purdy, you know, you're the Chiefs. You're ready for the idea. uh, I'm sorry, you're the Chiefs. You're ready for the 49ers. It's going to be Debo. It's going to be McCaffrey. Uh, You know, Purdy, they've been using him a lot more in sneaks. After a long season of trying to protect him, they've been running their own version of the tush push. I think there's definitely a chance he gets it if they get to goal and one and McCaffrey is um, a little tired or unable to run it in. And then guy like um, Kyle Juszczyk and Noah Gray, again, way, way down the list, 40 to 1, 50 to 1. Expect gadget plays. Expect kind of stuff that we haven't seen all year use checks um, snap count's been rising his targets have been rising and so is Noah Gray I think they both have chances as well to score first at nice big fat numbers on kind of a gadget play I know Alex it's not official so as far as your notes in a play but just give us an idea over the next minute 49ers Chiefs 49ers right now lane two, forty-seven and a half on the total it's a really, really interesting matchup, and I'm trying to struggle with what we saw last week. We saw a Kansas City team come out, look like a veteran team, really punch the Ravens in the mouth and just sort of keep going. And we saw Baltimore get nervous. And I look at this matchup, and it feels kind of like the same game where you've got a team in the 49ers that I think is objectively more talented than the Chiefs, that matches up well, that should be able to run the ball. Again, Kansas City's defense has been pretty solid all year, but not against the run. And we saw Baltimore have success in the first quarter 
quarter for the one drive they decided to run the ball. And I don't expect to see the 49ers do that. Whether or not they get down early, I expect him them to continue to push. So I'm going to find myself on some 49ers wagers here. Minus two. I'll try to find an alt spread, maybe play a two and a half, something like that. Try to get a little better juice. But I just think the matchup lines up well for the 49ers. And as tough as it is to go against the magical combination of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, who we just might be in the middle of the next best quarterback ever in the history of the NFL here. But I like the 49ers. Beautiful. Alex Snoops Christensen, you can check out over with our buddy Mike Randall. Hoops with Noops at FTN at underscore Noops, N-O-O-P-S on Twitter. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Thanks, gentlemen. Always a fun time being here. Best of luck. Thank you. Love having you. I, I like that Noops is a minimalist like me. I'm just in front of my wall. He's in front of a white wall. We like that. The back. Sharp money. is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, become a VSIN pro for $199. Use that promo code SHARP, daily best bets, betting splits, big game betting guides, and more. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, March Madness will be here sooner than you think to discuss some college hoops. Dalen Cuff is going to join us. ESPN College basketball analyst, Sirius XM host, of course, the captain at Columbia. You can hear him on ACC radio on Sirius XM. In-game studio analyst for ESPN. He's going to be on the Bonnies at Dayton tonight. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining. Yeah, what an intro. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Bonnie's Dayton. That's not a bad game tonight. Actually, our next guest has a bet on that one. Let's go ACC because this weekend is awesome. Duke, North Carolina, set us up on the matchup. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. And I've seen, you know, starting to see some lines leak out of different places. I mean, Carolina should be favored and, and it looks like it's going to be between the four and five point range in some places. So um, I really do think Carolina's defense is underrated. I think mean, people always think about them as you know, up tempo and they've got guards and maybe Armando Baycott pops into people's minds to remember him from the final 14 two years ago. They're not as reliant on him. They've been suffocated defensively. Yes, they lost midweek. I think it was a classic kind of trap game situation. They went to a Georgia Tech team was able to isolate them, space them, and, and drive. And they got a very friendly whistle in McCamish Pavilion that, that helped them out in that game, especially early, to get some fouls in the second half to get to the free throw line. But overall, I think Carolina is a better team than Duke. I, I, I trust them more. Four and a half is, is substantial in this rivalry. We've seen it come down to literally a possession many, many times. I, I do wonder how some of Duke's young players respond to being in this rivalry for the first time, Jared McCain in particular. Um, so I think this, this is just the early on. I'm probably leaning towards laying the number with Carolina. But uh, we want to have some conversations and make sure everybody's healthy because Duke's had some injury issues that have have been, you know, they've kept them pretty under wraps at times until about 24 hours before the game, maybe less than time of that before the game. So we'll see where we're at from a health standpoint. Hopefully everybody's good for the Dukies, but I lean Carolina in that game. DC Houston is a one and a half point favorite at the fog. <laughs> Can you explain yeah, to crazy. me how and why? Here's the deal, guys. The whole world's going to be on KU because KU getting money at the fog. And uh, I've was just been processing this the last 20 minutes or so. I think I'm going to lay the points with Houston. And here's why. I think that their lack of depth with Kansas has shown up already this year. They've struggled on the road. And there's times in which this Houston team just is relentless in how they come at you, particularly how they guard the post. So Hunter Dickinson needs to score for them to be good. 
they double the post every time. So that this is going to hurt his ability to be effective in the game. And then he can play out of it. And yes, he can play out of it. Well, another big piece is Kevin McCullough healthy. Remember he did not play midweek in Oklahoma state, but, uh, but Bill self said if it was the end of the season and a game, he had to go, he probably could have. It's a bone bruise. Again, physical game with a guy that may not be a hundred percent, who is one of the best two way players in the country. And they only have really four guys. Johnny Furphy has popped up here. Dewan Harris has to want to look at the hoop. KJ Adams is going to give you defending and rebounding and anything bonus. Outside of that, they get no bench scoring. And I think Houston's going to be able to find a way to win this game. The under is probably the more particular play I would like here, but especially if it stays around the 133, 134 range. I think the winner of this game is in the low 60s. But bear in mind, Houston, Kansas, the last couple of years, they can't be beaten home. I mean, they got thrashed by TCU by 20 plus last year. The year they won the tournament, they got beat up by Kentucky by almost 20 points. The year before that, they lost by Texas by 20 plus points. So that, that happens that they don't always show up at home. This may be the day. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I think Houston may be able to cover this small number on the road. Amal, I hope our bosses aren't listening because DC is going to take our jobs. He's talking sides. He's talking totals. He is, he is all over Patrick, it. Which is, Patrick, you don't know this, but we could keep him on and we could talk Premier League for another 20 minutes with him. I'm about to say, yeah, Amal knows what's up. We've been doing this for a few years now. Yeah. He knows the deal. Right, well, I was going to ask him if we run out of basketball, which we got, this is honestly, DC, this is the best weekend in college basketball in years. I mean, this is yeah. unbelievable. People forget SMC and the Zags are playing in Spokane, Patrick. This is unreal. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee, bitter yeah. after my Gamecocks Kentucky. took them down. They head to Kentucky. What about that matchup? What's the what do you guys got on the line there? I've seen the screen. Okay, one and a half uh, volunteers on the road in Kentucky. Uh, Wait, what? Okay, that's what I'm looking. I'm looking at your screen right now. You got volunteers laying a point and a half at UK, right? We're going with the blue Hold special. <laughs> you want the blue plate special? Give me Carolina. Give me Kansas and give me Kentucky. <laughs> This is blue bloods abound. I'm sure. Guess what? I'm sure the, the front page of all our apps will be a, be like a blue bloods parlay. That's probably going to get mauled this weekend. <laughs> not all, they're not all hitting. Okay. Um, I will say this. This is another issue. Kentucky's offense is just spectacular, and how they score and how they play is it's mesmerizing. They don't want to guard anybody. Like they have zero interest in guarding anyone. And, and Reed Shepard has got great hands and instincts, but he's just as guilty as everybody else as getting lost at times. And there was no more evident than the game deciding play against Florida in the middle of the week. Shepard's staring at the ball and there's they're down three. Walter Clayton re, re, relocates to the top of the key wide open. He comes flying out at him, flies by, and then he gets a wide open three. Like that, those type of those small things are extrapolated over the course of 40 minutes. It's error after error defensively. It's hard for me to believe that Kentucky is going to be a Tennessee team. And I think it's more sound on both sides of the ball. Now, being at home does matter. Tennessee does have Dalton Connect. They're different than teams we've thought in years past. And this year, they this this week, sorry, they played at home against South Carolina. Same thing. A trap came in. They were looking ahead. South Carolina popped him in the mouth. But South Carolina controlled the tempo of the game, defended, and made it physical. And Tennessee could not score at the level they have all year. What did I just say about Kentucky? They don't do any of that. So I really think that this is a game that Tennessee could – could walk in here. I don't with the totals of 160. Definitely like the over. The over is the play here in the game uh, overall because I mean Kentucky again can score, although Tennessee's defense is good. I think Tennessee wins this game in a game, game that's probably like 85, 82. Something's very similar, a very similar look 
maybe to the Florida game with a little more defense by the Volunteers. Listen, DC, you make a great argument, Patrick. I think he makes a sound argument and reason for Tennessee. But here's the question I have for you. Connect scored 31 out of 59 against South Carolina. Who is going to step up? Because you're going to need a second and a third score on the road at Rupp. I just feel like the way Kentucky's offense is, and you're right, their problem is they're trying to go old Loyola Marymount and just outscore you. There you go. (laughs) But it doesn't seem to be working consistently enough. It, it can't because you just can't rely on that in college basketball that every night you're going to be able to score that many points. So they've done it a lot. But the times when they've defended better, I mean, think about that Arkansas game was it, uh, about a week and a half ago. They didn't score that well, didn't shoot it that well, but they actually were a little more connected defensively. It helps that Arkansas is a hot mess right now, but they were able to at least get some stops and, 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 and make and keep in that game despite not playing well offensively. To your point about the Volunteers, I think Sakai Ziegler has to take the onus back on him like he was this time last year before he tore his ACL. Those are the best point guards in the country. I think he's got to believe and know that as good as Dalton has played, it doesn't have to be just him. I do think they have to play at times. Uh, Jonas Seydoux has been really good in pick and pop situations, popping and knocking down 15 footers, good at a dunker spot. Like he's got to want to assert himself. And then guys like Santiago Vescovi as offense is going. And I think the ball, when the ball is moving and not sticking, that really helps. South Carolina grinds you. And that's what, again, what Kentucky doesn't do. And that ball has energy and it's moving for Tennessee. I think you can see other guys that will step up. And we've seen that this year too. I mean, Vescovi, when he's, Stepping in and playing out closeouts and stepping in and knocking down threes. That's when he's at his best, when he's not off the bounce all the time. And I think the lack of, say, defensive you know, fortitude that Kentucky has will play into a Tennessee team that needs to have other guys score. DC, you've got a good one tonight. A ranked Dayton team hosting the Bonnies. Now, I don't want to get you in trouble with the spread. I'll just say a friend <laughs> I know is going to lay the seven and a half with Dayton. That's all I'm saying. Going to lay it. I will say this. Uh, last year before, let's say, the company that employs me got their own sports book involved, I may have leaned into this a little bit more, but we're going to still just take a step back and we're just going to say that Dayton at home is really, really hard to beat. And I think they are the superior team in this matchup. <laughs> a lot of them in St. Bonaventure has to have their A game. They have to start well to finish well in, in, in competition in this game. Bear in mind, look at the unders, though. Dayton, I've been riding their unders all through um, A-10 play. A lot of times, their team total unders with opponents. George Washington this past week. Um, the Richmond game last weekend got, it was, it was tons of when you got that line. If you got a 134, you were good. You got a 132 and a half a tip. Sorry about that. But that's something to look at here, too, because defensively, Dayton's one of the best teams in the, in, in the conference. They're playing the best defense. But they've started, they play the slowest tempo in the country, arguably. It's 358 out of 362. And uh, St. Bonaventure's bottom 100. I know Bonnie's wants to make... You know, the Flyers work on the defensive end. So I don't expect them to be playing very fast either. Uh, and UD Arena is a hard, hard place to play. So I, I do think that we're going to look at a situation where we could have another low scoring game, a game where Dayton kind of grinds you out. They get to 67, 68, and maybe Bonnie's get to 60. Patrick, I'll just say this. He's going up against Kentucky and Kansas. Uh, Self has lost 17 games in 20 years. He's probably got Aston Villa winning the league anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, no, is it Aston Villa or is it the Gunners? Are you Arsenal or no, are you no, Aston I'm Villa? I'm a, I'm a Gunners guy. I think, I think I'm all saying that I would do something as stupid as have Villa winning them. That's, that's, that's exactly that's all I'm saying. He knows. Uh, he knows. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down <laughs> here, my friend. I, I got you. But hey, that game Sunday, Liverpool Arsenal may decide. Second place in the EPL. I don't think either one of them is ultimately going to to hold on and hold off City, but I hope we have a fight down the end here, but Sunday's going to be a big one. Some emotion with Jurgen Klopp on the way out with the Gunners and Mel Arteta. Dallin Cuff, that was about as good as it gets. I hope, hope we can have you on during March as well. Thank you so much for that. 
It's February 2nd. You guys can have me on every one. <laughs> okay. Let's go. We're going to hold you to it then. And, gotcha. and good luck on the call tonight. The Bonnie's at Dayton, of course, at Dolan Cuff on Twitter. Thank you, Dolan. Appreciate it. Hey, guys. Be well. Thank you. He, 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 but you're right, guys. He was awesome. Man, that was, that's about as good as it gets. We'll come back with more college hoops here. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a Friday here on the program. That means we get an hour of Mike Samich, VSIN betting analyst and host, of course, hosts the handle on Saturdays and Sundays with Matt Brown. Now we've got a very special at 7 to 10, both Saturday and Sunday Eastern time, so 4 to 7 West. But we've got a very special edition of the handle on Saturday, a Super Bowl prop special, which the boys have been grinding at and will be re-aired all over the place. So looking forward to the Super Bowl prop special on the handle this Saturday. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, and we welcome in Mike Samich. Now, I love a lot of Samiches. I love bitter Samich. <laughs> I love stubborn Samich, but we got sunshine Samich during the break because I'm all Shaw asked an apt question. Look, we're going to bet on the Super Bowl. Of course, the San Francisco 
49ers and Kansas City Chiefs. But is there juice to the matchup? And immediately Savage said, oh, yeah, I can't wait for this matchup, the rematch from four years ago. Sunshine Samich, welcome. Thank you. This should be a great game. I don't know why you guys are, are hating all over it. I mean, we've got we've got Mahomes, who is trying to become the best quarterback ever. I'd say he's cemented himself in second if he can win the Super Bowl, but trying to chase down Brady. You've got the Mr. Irrelevant story of Brock Purdy. You've got this San Francisco 49ers team and Kyle Shanahan that they really need to win this year. This is a huge game for them. So you got that great storyline. And let's be honest. These are also the best two teams in football right now. I mean, we, we did get the best teams in this matchup as well, which I think brings a little more shine to it. So you guys got to perk up here. I need more positivity from the show. It's not all college basketball just yet. First of all, the only, <laughs> the only good thing about the last time these two teams matched up was I had the Mahomes rushing prop under and he went backwards at the end of that Super Bowl to get the cover for me. That was let's be real here. Minus the final 10 minutes. That was a boring game. Shanahan, he doesn't expect anybody we've seen Mahomes you can't turn on the TV without seeing Mahomes and Kelsey I mean it's like come on uh, Mike I noticed you um you addressed a lot of things outside hmm. of the actual football play and I think that's where our our bugaboo is is that we think it's going to be a hideous game to watch well, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game to watch. I kind of would tend to agree with you guys. It may be more defensive, which a lot of people would, uh, re- which was, a lot of people would reference as hideous. But like, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the opening script for both of these teams are. What are we going to see from Shannon? What are we going to see from Reed? The second half, second half adjustments from Spagnolo, I think, are going to be fascinating. But I mean, I'm more of the, it's more of the geeky football answers. Then the, hey, it's going to be this blockbuster up and down matchup. I know you guys were rooting for Buffalo, Detroit. That would have been a lot of fun. I'm not disagreeing because that would have been points galore. This is going to be more of a chess match. I'm interested to see how that plays out. And part of me wants to see Shanahan just completely blow another one of these. And I think that is 100% in the cards here. (laughs) From your lips to God's ears, Mike Samich joining us. Um, I love Sunshine Samich, but I also, I'm all in Dustin know this. I love BF Samich, and that's best friend Samich. <laughs> so what's fascinating, and I do appreciate, I'm looking at the text after the championship weekend. I'm all Shaw. I'm so sorry, Patrick. Dustin Sweetelson, you know, you're a great guy. I'm sorry about your Lions. And uh, just hold on. Let me pull up Samich's uh, text to me after my Lions got beat in the championship game. Maybe one of the toughest beats a fan base has ever experienced. Uh, I'll just first go to Twitter, at Bomb on Twitter. Uh, Mike Samich tweeted after the game between San Francisco and Detroit, check on your Lions for friends right now, which I mean, that's nice. He's reminding people that if you have a Lions fan in your life, you should check on them. So I'm going to read what Samich wrote me after my Lions loss. Dustin, do you have crickets? Do you have a cricket sound effect? (laughs) You can play that now. Uh, Mike Samich literally rubbed in my face that all Lions fans should be checked on. And you literally didn't text me. I mean, it's kind of one of the biggest D bag moves in the history of friendships. Yeah, I'll take one on the chin here. That's my bad. <laughs> I probably should have. Probably should have. How you doing, Patrick? Now that we're a week uh, away. No, no, no. no. How dare you? you? No, no. How to emotionally get period, this moment? dear you. He was letting Dustin. you process the inf- process your yeah, emotions. I, I, I don't want the instant reaction. I wanted to be there for you when you were going through the different phases of grief. Dustin, a comment like yeah. friendship. No, friendship I, matters in life. I, I think Mike. I'm trying to. I'm trying to 
be in the middle here, but maybe there's a chance that Mike's perspective was he's going to be really emotional. I want to make sure when I talk to him, he's worked all that out and I can help him overcome whatever's lingering at the end of all that. Is that fair? Mike? I, I think that's a good point. I mean, as a Dolphins they should fan, say it was your point. You say it's exactly I, what I was I, thinking. I, Dustin nailed it. Okay. <laughs> Dustin just jumped into my brain, was able to just pull out ex- the exact thoughts in that moment when I was sitting at a poker table in Las Vegas watching the football game. Um, but look, I don't remember getting a text when the Dolphins went out, Patrick. <laughs> no one I, thought the I, Dolphins I, were going to do anything. I mean, I, I, have to I be thought honest the Dolphins were going to win the Super Bowl, and it, I was just crushed. <laughs> Mike, I have to be honest with you. You're a smart guy. That's probably not a good argument to start with. <laughs> yeah, Wait, no, 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 no. It is a good I'm argument. <laughs> it is a good argument because you were born in Miami, right, Mike? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Born, born in, no. <laughs> okay. You didn't text me. Literally Buffalo, born in Patrick. Detroit. I was didn't born hear from New like New York. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. So I'll write you when the Giants or Jets lose. Congratulations. Hey, by the way, you should have texted him the other night when the uh, Blue Jackets beat the Blues. That was embarrassing. <laughs> nothing. Got nothing. <laughs> Got nothing. Um, you know what? I, I want to do this. Uh, Dustin and I were talking about this during the break. We've been having so much fun with the head coaching hires. So I saved this until Samich joined us. Let's give a letter grade to the eight new coaches hired. Before we do that, we've been having a lot of fun with what the commanders did. They went Dan Quinn. They went defense. Mike, did you want to comment if you're running a franchise right now in 2024? Are you probably thinking going offense? Let's just start there. I'm leaning offense. I mean, I, I think that is the the wiser way to start a franchise, especially when you're drafting number two overall and going to take a quarterback. You may want to get a younger offensive mind in and head coach just so that you help with the development of said quarterback, since that's what's going to determine whether or not your franchise is good for the next five to ten years. But if I was going to go defense. I would go with a younger defensive mind so I could try and have this coach who's not just this old stalwart of the NFL in there. And if I was going to go an old defensive guy, I would go Vrabel. Like this, there are so many levels of failure here with the Washington hire. By the way, Patrick, you should have seen Dustin's reaction when he said Vrabel. Well, he's got a tear in his eye whenever Vrabel is brought up. I think we very much learned during this cycle of new coaches being hired that Vrabel just might be a jerk. Okay, he might be a jerk, but based on the information I don't want to say out loud, it's all over the internet about what this guy's done, Mike. If you haven't seen it, Google Dave Canales' book and just read about the book that he wrote. Um, you could tell me right now you would rather have Dave Canales leading your, your franchise, your locker room, than Mike Vrabel. I mean, I don't. Well, OK, the, the, the problem with Canales is There's that, a lot. well, the, the, he took the, the Panthers job, right? Yeah. I mean, who wants that job? <laughs> who wants to work That's for Tepper? Fair. You have a very limited group of people that you could pick to, to, that would actually take that position. I, I disagree with you, Mike. And you worked in sales, so you understand this. It's best to take over a territory that's dormant and struggling. All he's got to do is elevate it a little bit. Once he gets fired, his next thing is like, I work for that Looney Tune in Charlotte. They'll hire him. The problem is that, that there's nothing. The cupboards are bare. You don't have your own first round pick. Bryce Young doesn't look great. That's a problem. And you're going to get fired at the end of this year. It's one thing if you get a couple years to work inside the franchise and try and grow it so you can point to some bright spots. 
he's not going to get a couple years. Tepper has showed his hand here. He has gone through coaches faster than Dustin goes through in and out burgers. I mean, it's just ridiculous at this point. First of all, first of all I don't get the, I get the, uh, I get the uh, flying Dutchman with the whole grilled onion wrap. I don't get the actual burger just fair, for, for future fair. reference. Uh, secondly, so with Bill Belichick still out there, you think if it get, if it's really ugly, Dave Canales doesn't make it a year. Tepper goes, come on, Billy B save me at 72 years old, basically Obi-Wan. I mean, he can throw him enough money to do it. The thing with the Belichick is he wants to take over the entire organization. I don't think that's why. I think that's why it didn't work in Atlanta is that when Belichick was going through his interview process, he's like, yeah, I want to bring in all my friends. I'm going to, I want to have control over the football team. I'm not sure Tepper's the guy to be able to give it to him, but if he decides to go, okay, I'm going to take my hands off and I'm just going to throw money at Belichick. Go for it. I don't think it works. I mean, what do we really think Belichick can lead a rebuild? No. We just saw him try. Like no. it, it didn't end well. Pat, Patrick, just to build on what Mike said about Belichick, real quick, big picture one. This is one of the reasons why I don't think he got hired. Think about some of the people that have come through his regime: Matt Patricia, Bill O'Brien, uh, Scott Pioli. Some of these people have the worst dispositions working in any organization you've ever seen. And I think there's something to that. It's not just that he comes across as a curmudgeon. I think it is absolutely part of the problem. Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you guys said. What's interesting about Belichick is he's known as a curmudgeon. But last Sunday night, he sent me a text. Sorry about your lions. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, flexing that you got Belichick's number. I like it, Patrick. <laughs> Good comeback, Mike. <laughs> I had to. The fact that Samich used to work in sales and didn't contact a friend, that is it's sales 101. You got to keep the friendships. Anyway, I'll get over it eventually. And, and can I just say this? It's public domain, so it's not crazy for us to tell you what we keep on being sheepish about with Canales, the new, the new Carolina head coach. So apparently he used to have a porn addiction. He cheated on his wife and he was a binge drinker. He and his wife, and he said he was, he's a recovering quote, narcissist. He and his wife wrote a book. They have children. They wrote a book about him cheating on his wife, porn addiction, narcissism, and binge drinking. Isn't that the definition of being a narcissist? That you're going to write a book about what people go through every single day so everybody knows just the vile things happening behind closed doors? That is wild. I'm sorry. That is just my opinion, but that's a wild thing to do. But he's recovering now, Patrick. He's not writing the second edition. And I hope so that's a positive. I'm not being I'm not being a I hope I, I don't mean this facetiously. I hope the guy goes on to live an awesome life. It's just a weird move to broadcast yeah. your family business through a book. I, I'm not judging the actions. I'm judging a, the writing of a book. However, that's it, what I'm saying, too. I'm it, judging. Hey, I'm a narcissist here. Let everybody here. Here's what I did. Anywho, I hope he wins a million games. We come back with the rankings for the coaches. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 